Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello. You are listening to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. A podcast all about guitars. A podcast so grand that you cannot fathom its grandness. That's right. The only thing grander than this podcast is the fact that it's free. And if you want more than what we offer here before you, then fear not. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to put on. We're going to record. Today, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds for even more weekly content. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Mark Packham, Jungle Jungle, and Jay Cross. Hello. Yes, that's right. And uh, and and this week on the Guitar Nerds Podcast, uh, we're going to we've got loads of cool news. Some from Jay's company. We've been looking at a load of cool stuff from. I've been checking out loads of Line Six stuff, and I think we have a couple of things in our mailbag as well, which is wonderful. No Matt Knight again uh, this week. Um, I don't know where he still is. He's dead. I, I said exactly the same on last week's episode, but I, I genuinely have no idea where he is. Is he in another country at the moment? No, he's in this country. I think he's just decided that he likes working more than he likes his oh, mates. Oh, of course. That's, that, that makes, uh, he, that makes he, a bucket more sense. He looked up when uh, it was time to spend with his mates, and he's gone, I wonder what uh-huh. I can do instead of that. I know, how about working? And uh, that's what he's off doing, I think. That is clearly what he's doing, an absolute, yes, loves to work and mark packham we've got you back this week hello i'm here hopefully my internet will hold out and this uh you won't notice should i have not said that we're doing this over the internet uh, it doesn't really matter i mean my editing skills are so deft um that the uh, the listener wouldn't know that uh, the three of us weren't arm in arm uh around a, a table um you know singing into the same microphone 
What do you reckon the chances are that a Virgin Media engineer listens to this podcast and can tell me why at exactly 7 o'clock my internet dives from around sort of 80 meg download to (laughs) 2 download? Um, If anyone can let me know, that would be fantastic. Yes, it, it is true. Because you're a cheapskate. Uh, you and you don't are pay for obviously, good obviously a cheapskate, and of course, excellent. What a, a wonderful topic to bring up at the uh, at the top of the podcast, just at the start bit, where I'm trying to make us sound professional for a short period of time. I don't we, understand why you insist on doing that. People know. know that we're not professional. Both the people that listen to this podcast <laughs> have have got more than enough experience of of, of night. Listen, my mum and your mum, they both know mm. that we're not professional, yeah, yeah. and they're the only people who listen. I'm pretty sure. That 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 is true. That is true. But yes, last week I am of course kidding. My mum has never listened to. (laughs) No, I don't think my mum has access to the uh, to the internet. Um... (laughs) She does, mate. She definitely does. (laughs) Ah, wonderful mum jokes on the Guitar Nerds podcast. So, Um, uh, Joe, can I tell you? Can I tell you something? Sure. Um, I was inspired by you today. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I uh, I I went to I went to the after being. Booze shamed in last week's podcast. Booze shamed. Yeah, yeah. Because I oh, said that... because you have cheap gin. Yeah, yeah, Do yeah. Do you know yeah. what? I was in Sainsbury's earlier today buying expensive gin, and I was thinking of you. Well, I'm glad that we were both in the same place thinking about each other. It's really nice. <laughs> uh, so I, I actually bought some some Roku gin today, mm. and that's what I'm drinking right now. You know, oh, just that's wonderful. Based off of you drinking it neat, mixed yes. with whiskey, I thought, wow, that looks Buy like some... the drink. That someone who knows what they're talking about would drink. <laughs> and how are you um, finding it? It's very nice. It is. It is wonderful. And of course, on offer in Sainsbury's, listener, twenty-five pounds a bottle, that's, I believe. That's how much I paid for it. I wouldn't have bought it <laughs> if it had been at full price. Yeah, please, absolutely. please, uh, please drink responsibly. <laughs> uh, who are you so, talking to? Yeah, who are you? Drinking uh, well, to, uh, I mean, always, to? always Joe. That I, I'm always thinking that about. Him. Who are you drinking to? Uh, <laughs> um, yes. Well. Um, uh, Mark Packham, you you Hello. had a, a rubbish excuse for not being here last week. You were you were at a pub quiz. I thought it was something like proper, because you, you were you know you were um you you were non-existent on message replies for the week. So I was like, oh, Mark must have something really serious on to you know not be on the Guitarnos podcast this week. But um but it was a it was a pub quiz. I was revising, mate. Uh, the unbelievable peep show, a peep show themed pub quiz. I needed to revise. Uh, even so, even with uh, four, well, there were six of us on the team. I would say four of them, uh, including me, did some proper revision. Right. And uh, even with that, we came fifth. And uh, Maddie told me it was sixth. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, oh, I think it was. I think we were sixth, but then sixth. Fifth and fourth all had the same points, I think, right. something like that. And then he just picked the ones that he liked the names best of. So we obviously had a terrible name uh, because yeah. we ended up coming sixth. Um, but the the top team won by eight points, which is outrageous. Um, yeah, it was good. Eight points ahead of second, or eight points Indeed. ahead of you. Eight points eight ahead points of second. Ahead of, unbelievable. Who yeah. who cares that much? How, well, how many points did they get? Did they get eight points? Uh, no, they they, they did they did very well. It was uh, oh, it was okay. good. I like a good pub quiz, particularly one themed around one of my favourite TV shows. Oh, <laughs> particularly one the- themed around something I know about, <laughs> yes. so that you but, don't have to so you don't have to know about like the kings of England and stuff like that. Hmm. Well, actually, we be- because it was because it was peep show, there was quite a lot of sort of uh, 
knowledge of like history, British history, really? and things like that. Yeah, well, you know, it's mentioned quite a lot in the show. And uh, yeah, we didn't do very well on those questions, but we did uh, do the things, you know, like what is Superhands' real name, things like that. Um, I actually did a bunch of research on uh, Kings of England recently because we weren't exactly sure what... Uh, so my girlfriend just applied for an extension. She's American, listeners, I think people know that. Yeah. But she lives here legally, don't worry. And um, we, she just applied for an extension to her visa and we weren't really sure what she was going to be asked. So we did some research on like the history of the monarchy in the Henry UK. Henry VIII. Yep, that's right. How many, how, many, wives did, how many wives do you have? Oh, I don't know, man. Seven? <laughs> no. I only, Why do you think I, he's called Henry VIII? Uh, yeah. Because, well, that's that's the... I know that there... I'm I only kidding. Known, he's called Henry VIII because he was the eighth Henry. He had six wives. Yeah. <laughs> I only know nine nine kings. The the eight no, Henrys and, and then Arthur. Which Arthur? Uh, the, the one with the sword and the stone <laughs> the, and that. The one from Camelot. Yeah, the Disney one, you know. Right. Well, okay. How many queens do you know? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, Boys, we're wasting including valuable... my friends. Or yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, Mark, no, Mark I wasn't saying valuable time. I was going valuable material. This is gold and should be Patreon only. <laughs> Which fine, is... fine, fine. Why don't we? There you why go, don't we listener. Make... That was a... here's... okay. Here's one. That was why a, don't we that make? Was a... Why don't we make Joe do the British citizenship test on a Patreon <laughs> and see if he's allowed to stay in the country or if he should get booted? That's a that's an excellent idea. Uh, bringing things back to guitars, Mark Packham. This week, you also uh, went and visited some guitar shops. I did. So, uh, well, I say uh, some guitar shops, but actually, a I went to guitar one, shop. Went to one <laughs> one store that I wanted to highlight. So, um, GB Music Retail in Bognor Regis. Um, GB Music Retail. I think I. I may have been there. You know, I went to university in Chichester, just round the corner. So I think that so. Was our used to be owned um, by. Used to be owned by one guy who has retired um, and is now uh, owned by a father and son duo um, who have taken over the store. And they are uh, basically like redoing all the stock and stuff. Um, and I got to play some really nice stuff that I haven't played before. So, yeah, Tokai guitars. They got a lot of Tokai there. Oh, that's cool. You don't ever really see Tokai over here anymore, even though Tokai are making cool new guitars at the moment. Well, do you know what? Actually, of all the smaller stores that I've been to, like shops that don't have, you know, Gibson and Epiphone accounts and stuff, there is actually quite a lot of Tokai out there um, because, oh. you know, people people can't get Epiphone dots and can't get, um, you know, Sheratons what, and stuff like that. Is that what Tokai are focusing on uh, these no, days? Is it, not, is it- not at all. It, it's actually a whole range. But again, you know, a lot of these smaller stores can't get, you know, Fender, for example. So they've got Tokai strats in there. So yeah. Tokai gold star sound strats um and do you know what is that I, new, and that's new sorry that's new stuff that's not yeah because yeah, it's not the old stuff. stuff and and it is certainly i don't think it is not to the quality that like you know things like what was what was the precision base the tokai hard puncher that yeah is a, a, a very well thought of japanese p-base alike yeah so, so they're the, not like that the, anymore they're the deal now is that um, most of it is now made in China, whereas, you know, a long time ago it was all made in Japan. Um, we did, for a brief time, stock it at GAC um, when I was working there. Really? 
Yes, a long time ago. Um, and we had some of the Chinese stuff uh, and some of the Korean stuff, actually, as well. And it wasn't very good. But I was very, very impressed by this stuff that I tried this week uh, at GB Music. Um, so I tried, uh, firstly, a Strat that was 299 um, that felt really good. You know, felt kind of like Mexican Strat quality. Um, and I tried some 335s. Again, they're about 399 So I guess roughly the same price as like an Epiphone Dot. Um, and they were very good. I was kind of blown away actually by the quality on them. Um, and I also tried the uh, Japanese-made Love Rock, which is their Les Paul um, standard. Wait, so, so they still do a Japanese range as well? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do right up from the, the Chinese stuff and they do the Japanese stuff as well. So the, the Japanese Love Rock Les Paul was about... 10.99 something like that and it was okay, really wow. really good so like proper priced japanese high-end stuff I, yeah. I had no idea that's fantastic that they still do it i mean admittedly now it sounds like it's coming out at an appropriate price point whereas they you know they used to be bargains but sure sure a new one well they yes, still do a, it a new one so they're about 400 quid something like that and again you know it kind of felt like Mexican P-base quality. So for, you know, for stores that, you know, haven't got Fender or, um, you know, if you're just looking for an alternative, they're actually really, really good. Um, They've they've changed their headstock now, right? Uh, No, still Fender shape, still with a sort of vaguely Fendery logo. Um, It used to be be sharper. uh, mm, I would need to go back and have a look at a picture, but to me it kind of seemed very right. similar um so yeah so the tokai stuff in there was fantastic but the other thing that i'd not played for a very very long time that they had was a secondhand laney lc15 combo um i don't know if you boys have had a chance to to ever try one lc yes lc15 mm. so yeah, no. it's like the it's like the vox alike right kind of but they're so the they're not in that kind of um no, sorry, because they were VCs. So they, they okay. also had in the store a VC30, which is kind of the, the AC30 style. The LC, I think, is like their own just clean valve amp. So there used to be the LC15 and LC15R, so with reverb or without reverb. Um, they're a little, uh, I guess, 10-inch speaker. I would need to check that. It might be an 8. Um, but... It sounded, I plugged it in at this store because I hadn't played one for a long time and I always remember them being really good. Um, it sounded absolutely fantastic. Uh, and you can pick them up secondhand. I think theirs was like 150 quid, something like that. Um, and, you know, definitely a contender. Certainly better than the Hughes and Kettner that I've got, but very much in that kind of the cleaner end of what a Blues Junior can do. Um, you know, That's they definitely cool. don't. They don't do a kind of more raucous sound like you can get out of the Blues Junior or Pro Junior. Um, but if you want something super clean for not a lot of money um, that sounds fantastic, LC15s by Laney. And I'm pretty sure they don't make them anymore because I've not seen them new in a shop for a long time. Um, but there's tons secondhand. And also, interestingly, it, we used to sell them a lot to harmonica players. Really good for, um, for harmonica. I tell you what, we sell absolutely. We I don't know if I should be saying this, but we sell absolutely loads of harmonicas. I cannot believe how many harmonica players there are out there. Uh, Fender actually make really good harmonicas. I have a yeah. harmonica set by Fender. Do like you the full the, set with all the keys? Yeah, the a blues deluxe. 
Uh, is that what it's? Yeah, I think so. I think that's, it, came, it came in a little, uh, a sort of black booklet of uh, of chrome harmonicas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I still fully intend to teach myself uh, how you to actually play absolutely them. Absolutely, will not ever do it. I know you won't. No, I know. I know. I know. I, um, I but trying. it's good to good to have around. Um, here's here's an interesting one for you. Um, the did we talk about this on the podcast recently? The harmonica brace. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who invented that? Bob Take Dylan. A, Take uh, that is a, actually a very good shout, but it isn't him. But <laughs> it's someone. It's someone. Dare I say, more iconic than Bob Dylan. Um. Uh. Uh. uh the boss. Matt. No. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Les Paul Johnny Cash Les Paul Les Paul invented the harmonica no, brace Surely not Yeah he did He did That's how, outrageous if how? true <laughs> how, What do you mean how he, he, he obviously went Oh isn't it a shame that I can't play harmonica and guitar at the same time Oh I know I'm Les Paul I'm an inventor I'll just invent something And he invented that Why was he Was he a harmonica player I mean, well, well, evidently, if he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Les Paul invented the harmonica, um, the harmonica holder. So there you go. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have Bob Dylan if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Les Paul for you know more than one reason. Also, you know who you wouldn't have uh, is the Goomba from the Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, who also played a harmonica with a harmonica brace. One of yeah, the one of really one of weird. my earliest one of my earliest memories is is uh, watching the Super Mario Brothers movie. First time I ever heard what a vegetarian was was uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh wow, there you go. And that's what I inspired need to watch you that again. And that that is what inspired me. <laughs> Fifteen years later. <laughs> um, but yeah, coming back to to Laney, Laney do make fantastic ants and often get under underrated. I think at, at the moment, I think everything's you know it's a very saturated market at the moment. Interestingly enough, it looks like Laney is starting to um, focus on like new young bands again in the UK, which I'm not sure has been the case for a little while. There have been like a, a, a run of sort of like cool, fresh bands who have been getting Laney endorsements recently. And I think, you know, traditionally... What, what are they getting? Ironhearts? Sorry, uh, uh, li- uh, yeah, Ironhearts. Uh, well, no, well, actually, the 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 ones that I know, I know this um, this a band called Sir. Um, the the two, it's it's two guitarists and a drummer. Are you getting uh, band brand mixed up? No, are no, you, no. Are you, doing, are you doing what Sir? Sir, <laughs> yeah, a but, guitar. Oh brand. no, it's it's Sir, but it's S. Uh, it's S a weird O U E R. It's it's it's. I can't remember what language for sister. Um, it's because it's it's the band is uh, two girls who play guitar and then a, a drummer, but it's it, like the drummer's sort of incidental. It's it's, it's kind of a, about those two, but um, right. But they're they're playing. Uh, they they both just got a Laney endorsement. It looks like one of them's using a Lionheart. The one that plays a Telecaster is using a Lionheart, and the other one plays one of those. Um, uh, um, those oh, what were they called? Zoot suit Les Pauls. Yeah. Oh yeah, the rainbow yeah. one. She plays one of those, and often Les through... Pauls or SGs. No, Les. She's got the Les Pauls, so it okay. has a P ninety. I think a P ninety in the P ninety in the neck. I think P- and a humbucker uh, in the bridge. Yeah, bridges, that's right. Yeah, yeah, sorry, it's that way around. Yeah, and um and yeah yeah, she tends to be more ambient and has stacked effects, and I think she had um the more contemporary the Iron Heart sort of thing. I guess because she needed to use loads more octaves and things like that, but um. 
I just thought it was interesting, see, because they're they're very much would be considered like a um uh sort of in, in a sort of indie meets math band. And I was like I was really surprised to see them being endorsed by Laney and playing Laney amps because of course, you know, pretty much outside of uh you know, outside of metal bands, you don't see see a lot of Laney amps kicking around. Even though you know the Lionheart is very good. I actually met the um, artist relations guy from Laney, who's a, a young dude. Um, and I think, yeah, that was the kind of vibe that I got is that, you know, they've they kind of seen what other brands are doing. You know, Orange and Fender have been really good about getting young British bands um, some some gear and, and, and endorsing people. And I think they, they want to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it, cool. They're a cool brand. They just, um, I really, I like the, you know, where they have their offices in Birmingham and they have like a museum there that has all the, the history of, of Laney amps and it's it, within the actual warehouse where they still make all the high-end stuff and still do all the repairs and everything. I think they're a cool company. I, I want to see more of, of their stuff. Yeah, I want to um, I want to get our hands on those new pedals that they released because we we saw the them Black at the Country Custom. Yeah, we saw them at the Birmingham show, and uh, yeah. yeah, really, really want to um, to get them into the Guitar Nerd Studio and have a proper listen. Yeah, are they absolutely. all drives or are there? Time, no, no, like, there's like modulation a whole. And... Yeah, there's a whole range. So I think there's like a, an ambient delay, um, and then I think there's there there is obviously a drive. There might be a reverb. Um, I'm not sure. I think there are three between three and four pedals in the lineup at the moment, but like without in front of me, I'm I'm not sure entirely what they are. But it's definitely a range of effects for. Okay, for sure. yeah, I've got it. So there's the uh, monolith, uh, the secret path, the steel park, and the TI boost. Oh, the Iomi boost. Yeah, which was the first one. It's kind of that's sort of been shoehorned into this range because I think the Tony Iommi stuff was the first stuff to come from Black Country Custom because of course Black Country Custom originally was just the name that Laney were giving um, their their amplifier that they'd made yeah, based on the that first made Laney for amp. Him. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And they had that whole line. They made his one, then they made the smaller. I think it was a thirty or a forty watt version of that, and of course. You know, I, I guess it almost feels like it was the first time Laney realised that people are into old stuff because Laney is such a like a forward-looking company. It's the first time they've reissued stuff, and they were like, "Oh, th- these were these were popular. Oh, people like our old stuff." And then they've sort of kind of run with this Black Country customers, kind of a uh, a separate company from Laney, like an an addition, even though it is obviously made by the same people in the same place. They're running with that as its name. It's Black Country Customer, other other brand as such. Gotcha. But yeah, I think super, it's um, super. I think cool. super, yeah, I think it's really cool. I think uh, yeah, Laney, you know, has come to kind of be known for their kind of modern metal stuff, uh, and actually releasing this stuff under a different brand name is uh, is a kind of neat way to go because it really is harkening back to the the early days of Laney. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, this week I was. Um, I was Instagramming um, as I want to do, and uh, and I got notified of a uh, a live story uh, taking place um, from James from James's home of tone, um, and the the video featured James. Jay Hot. Yes, uh, well, that's uh, me. Actually, that's me. That's, J- that's yes, my, sorry. That's my name, Jay Hot. That's me. Jay Hot. Yes, James's home of tone. Jay Hot. Well, uh, the uh, the. The the live video that he put out on Instagram 
um, starred uh, mostly his uh, his toddler son, which I thought was very brave, uh, considering what was happening in the video. He had just received um, three millimetric guitars, so this will be the first three millimetric in- instruments to hit the the UK. I appreciate you know American listeners that you know that's 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 three less instruments that you'll have access to, but for us, it's the it's the first time that these guitars had turned up in the UK, and uh, and he was unboxing them, and his his, his toddler son was excellent at at actually uh, demonstrating um, the stickers that came in the uh, in the hard cases for these. But it, it was the first time I'd actually seen them, other than you know in sort of press shots by Millimetric. And what one of the things that I thought was that it's so thorough the whole way through. Like we we all know. So listener, if you're not familiar with millimetric guitars, they are a very um, kind of uh, mechanically built looking guitar. Like everything is very symmetrical. Um, and uh, I, I don't. How would you describe a millimetric Futuristic. guitar? I think I've. Yeah, it's kind of, it's futuristic and but, minimal, um, minimalistic. Yeah, minimal. Yeah, minimal. Um, and and futuristic is a is a good way of. They're very square, squared sort of shapes, and they're they're like um. It's like the it's like the futuristic utopia that none of us will ever live to see. Yeah, yes. Yeah. They kind of they, they, they throw are. away all the elements of. <laughs> it's hard to describe it, but like traditional. Uh, signifiers of things that are a guitar, you know, like the Strat horns or, you know, Les Paul carved top type thing, you know, things that are, that appear on other guitars. They kind of got rid of all of that stuff. So their guitars don't really look like other guitars apart from the fact that they are vaguely guitar shaped, if that makes (laughs) sense. Well, Florian, the guy who makes the millimetric guitars, uh, he... He he says he's very much inspired. His builds are inspired by Travis Bean and Obstructures, who are both um, aluminium uh, guitar companies. Yeah. But of course, these are these are these are wooden guitars. But they're um, uh, you know they're the the one of the ones that's come in the MG6 is actually designed to be an ambidextrous guitar as well. So the scratch plate is completely centralised, as are all the controls and the jack input. So it can be. Uh, it can be strung either way. I need to. I need to look that up because yeah. uh, when I've got better internet, I don't want to use up any bandwidth <laughs> right now uh, searching right. for it. But um, how? Where are the controls placed? So the so if you manage uh, this is a, a a very square looking sort of double cut um, uh, sort of guitar with two humbuckers. Um, the scratch plate is almost a complete square that covers both. Um, humbuckers and sort of the top part of the guitar then you have the the bridge beneath that and then centrally right below the bridge is your volume control centrally right below that is your uh, pickup selector and centrally right below that is your input jack that's very odd i can't imagine what that would be like having your controls slap bang in the middle of the guitar hmm yeah, yeah, it's 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 certainly a, a really unique and interesting way of, uh, yeah, of of doing it. Yeah, they, I mean that's not the only you know they the three models that are here are all different shapes. One of them slightly more offset. The MGS three, which is is kind of more of a squared off. That's Jaguar. the one for me. 
That's yeah, you like that one? I'm, yeah. I'm very much into the uh, the MGS2, which is their sort of single cut version of the of the MG6, which is the um, yeah the well, I guess it's not even quite that. It's 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 more like a uh, it's impossible to describe these guitars. Listener, you should I, just check. I them guess out. with that one, that's the one that's like if you were um, if a toddler had done a painting of a Les Paul, yes, that kind of. But if they'd done it completely square with all yeah, the and had to if you had to draw a Les Paul, but you had to use a ruler, you know, it's the uh, yes, or a line could, tool. Uh, yeah, you, know. you could only this use is, a ruler to do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But the, you know, the guitars are are, are so in, incredibly built. There's so much attention to detail. They're so different, so minimalist. Such works of art as well as being instruments. And then on top of this, they came in this in the case. Um, the case was a rectangular uh jobby but then uh the the guitar is completely recessed so when you, when you open it the guitar is flush into the case so completely padded around it and the padding is the shape of the guitar um and then the the brand of the case is kind of like cut the name is cut into that padding as well and james was explaining that the the people that make cases make like um military uh, uh, uh cases for for weaponry to be transported in is their primary <laughs> um their primary task. So even the cases are like everything about millimetric is like what's the nth degree of you know of everything from sort of you know of of quality and I love that the even the cases go to this ridiculous sort of this they match the aesthetic perfectly of the of the guitars. But it's really um, it's really you know, pushing that style to the limit. You know, like absolutely. at every point they've gone, right, this is the aesthetic that we're going for. How can we squeeze this into every single thing that we do? You know, how can we how can we take the things that we're doing with the guitars and do that to the case as well? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely bonkers. So really cool that there are those kind of three models uh like available in the UK now. And, you know, they're uh those instruments are like two and a half thousand pounds each. Which is less than I thought they'd be. Like I, I was thinking, you know, they'd be like uh, Frank Brothers pricing, you know, like four grand up. Um, on the, I mean, the on thing the is, is that they're they're so different and they're so unique. They probably could be. Yeah, I, well, exactly. You know, I kind that's... of saw them and I was like, well, there's a four grand guitar. I'm totally, kind of like it's... that it's an accessible. I mean, I know it's a top end price, but yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. But, a custom shop. Uh, well, totally. And the thing is, is it it. It absolutely could be that price because the the sort of person who's going to because this isn't gonna in general I don't think someone's gonna say okay am I gonna spend two and a half grand on a uh, you know a sixty two reissue custom shop or am I gonna spend two and a half grand on this you know the person who's buying this guitar is is not like a Fender customer or a Gibson customer they want yeah. something very very different and so with that in mind I'm surprised that they're not more money. Honestly, yeah. because, you know, as soon as you deviate from that kind of core player, the company could, in theory, charge more if they wanted to because they know that they're doing something different. So it, yeah, it, it's cool. It's a, it's a great company. They're cool-looking guitars. So thing yeah, is, I, really am, cool. um, I am actually in a Hank Marvin tribute band, and I was thinking about getting a Fiesta Red 57 Strat, 56. but I'm thinking – 56 Strat, sorry – um, but I was thinking I'll probably get one of these instead. That's so right, yeah. <laughs> um, there's yeah. no there's no tremolo, but I'm sure that you can you can just just boogie it around and it'll just be alright. Bend right. the neck, mate. Yeah, yeah. Bow, 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 it'll do. Bow, 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 bow. 
so continuing on my um on my conversion to the line six helix um i've been you know i've been getting to grips with it and i think i'm there i think i'm actually there where i'm i'm at a point where i'm happy with everything and i think i'm starting to understand the beast as it were so like i love how i love how controllable it was it was i mean i know this is a really basic thing and and you know listeners who play the helix will know this but i i didn't know this and i discovered it today and i thought it was very cool um you you've you've obviously you've got the eight uh foot switches on a helix lt right um and you can have your stomp mode or your preset mode and of course anyone who uses lots of effects is never really going to use stomp mode it's only a writing tool like there's kind of no point in using the the stomp mode um you can split you can split the modes Sorry. That's cool. So so I had so I have the front four um foot switches. Those are my those are my patches. Yeah. So I've got yeah. like, you know, I've got my clean sound on there. I've got like a drive sound where I'm going through like a an, an Ampeg SVT simulator as well as going through an Ampeg B fifteen. Um, you know, that sort of thing. Then a modulation sound and a weird ambient sound. But then I can have the top four controlling individual as manual, effects. In manual mode. Yeah. Yeah, which is do they, great. Do they turn on effects within those patches? So, for yes. example, if, so it's, so so yeah, if so got, the, those like, effects four, aren't global. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's pretty much how a lot of effects, multi effects, have worked for a while. Though that's that's right. Yeah, I think actually the the um, the pod the what was the pod called when they started doing it with floor buttons like that? XT XT. Yeah, that's it. That was the first the, the pod, one. Yeah. Yeah, that could be split like that. It was just that I didn't realise you could split it like that, and I was like, "Man, this—that's such a usable feature." Having like a half and half of, of, of both things. Um, what would be yeah, What I, would be really interesting is if you could have all your patches, but then you could have four effects that are global that could also affect the patches. Well, if well, that makes sense. You 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 could just add the same four editable effects onto sure. every single one of your patches. Yeah, of course you could do that, and then just have them switched off. I guess when you go onto the patch, um, yeah. Exactly. But that would take up kind of slots in that patch. I guess. I guess you, if the the way that I'm talking about it, you'd kind of almost need like two processors. You'd need like the process of doing the patch and the process of doing the global effects as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. But either way, I've I've really started to kind of get to get to grips with it and and starting to explore a bit more because it's certainly when i was applying it to bass and i was like at first i was like well there's only one bass drive the the obsidian 7000 there's only that on the on the helix and i don't like the sound of it so i was like that's a shame and then i was like running the clon centaur as my drive and i was like mm, it's making everything a bit thin and then i realized you know it, and this is a bit of a step-by-step of me learning the product i was like oh i can of course run it in parallel so i can keep my clean signal there which maintains all my all my low end and all that sort of you know broad uh, you know eq of a bass and have the clon run alongside it and then from there i realized well why don't i just have um Instead of my drive switching on a drive pedal, how about my drive switches on like a, a parallel second run, a second compressor? This time, instead of running into the you know normal amp that I'm using, runs into a really hot SVT, and using that as as the drive pedal essentially. And I just, oh, I, I'm just, I'm loving how much I can do. And I got that idea from using the. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, line six custom tone stuff. Which is super cool. And listener, if you have a helix or if you're thinking about getting one, the custom tone is is an is an awesome place to to get ideas so it's it's a it's a user database for you to upload patches that you have built on your line six helix um and then you know and then you can download other people's which is fantastic and it comes you can search by by bands so when people have tried to imitate a particular sound that a guitarist or a bass player has on a, a specific record you can search by player so if someone's like you know this bass sounds a bit like chris squire you can you can find all the Chris Squire ones. You can search by instrument. You can search by genre of music. Um, and then people have created all these patches. And, and the the best thing is that obviously you don't have to use that patch as it is. So that's where I got the idea for the, you know, the parallel drive being a separate amp was by downloading a patch that someone had created of that sort of thing and being like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'd never thought of that. And I appreciate that. Um, anyone with a helix would have obviously thought of that i'm still very much in the early stages of learning how to use a a helix but i was like man this thing is totally limitless and i'm i'm so very much enjoying that to connect it up right you go and get your printer port to uh midi in and out cable right like you did on the pod and uh you download the patch is that is that how it works I'm sure there's a printer port on on here somewhere. There seems to be every other type of uh, type of input, so I'm I'm sure that's something that can be done. Yes, um, that sounds like a very convoluted way of doing it. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's not a printer port out on no, your it's... current computer. But yeah, but all in all, I think the uh, I I think the custom tone thing is a is a fantastic idea, and I I I really really recommend the Helix. I know they're a chunk of money. I know they're a chunk of money, but um, I'm having an absolute whale of a of a time uh, with this, with the custom tones. It's it's loads of fun. Anyway, uh, we should um, we should see what's in this week's mailbag. Yes, that's right. Well, there's actually this not that much what? in this week's uh, this week's mailbag, Jay. Oh. This week's mailbag. That's where the joke um, goes, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, the, jing- the jingle goes, jingle goes. I, I am. Jingle I t- goes. Hey, I am going to get uh, one of these new uh, road uh, podcaster things so that we can, so that all the jingles can be live. Because I think the whole thing will be less. Uh, Joe, less I don't want to have to listen to the jingles. Oh, okay. Are well, you able to know. mute my headphones when you play the jingle so I don't have to listen I, I will- to it? I would definitely do that for you. Yes, you. absolutely. You. Well, anyway, there's only one thing in the uh, in the mail bag um, this week, which is good because we've got some exciting things in the news. Um, but a uh, uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Tate Effects, uh, recently, well, actually, a, a little while ago, released the uh, their entire Antares Overdrive. I don't know when it came out. Um, a little while ago, I've seen it. Um, it was definitely out. It was definitely bit. out last year. Yeah, I think it was out towards the end of last year. But it's the first thing that's come in a in a different chassis from uh, from Tate Effects. So this one's like a a lovely, completely matte black finish with a a really nice decal on the on the top. Before they were always the uh, um, that sort of steel enclosure, sort of screwed enclosure with like a sticker. Uh, logo on the top which is cool and i think that's kind of like a uh, a design standard within small boutique brands but i really like that that tate effects are kind of trying to move their design towards something that's uh maybe a, a little bit more pro looking i don't mean that in a negative way towards how the pedals look before i just mean that you know these ones certainly look more less like you know a little boutique company and more like a you know a, a you know a normal big company but the antares uh, the antares overdrive is like a mid pushed drive pedal unfortunately i haven't had a chance to bring it over to the other guys yet so i'm the only one who's demoed it but i really enjoyed it um listeners i think you should check it out if you can what i really like is the 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 controls on uh, the drive you've got gain volume tone and then you've got like a clean blend which i found super usable cuz i really like even with these quite heavy hitting sort of mid push drives um i like keeping drive quite subtle and just having it as like a little bit of amp breakup and that clean control really allows you to do that as well as getting kind of some very like full-on um tones from it but man i thought you know like tate effects pedals are, are, are cheaper than a lot of boutique pedals out there and it was a great sounding like mid push drive this is a hundred percent worth um checking out but you know we can't talk about it in any more depth than that because i'm the only one who's tried it out but i definitely, definitely want to super Def- cool. definitely want to listen yeah to it it's super cool i'm gonna like design wise it's a big step up like you were saying it feels like the first thing that doesn't all the all of Stuart's stuff is kind of homemade in his workshop um it's the first one that kind of doesn't look like it's uh just you know the standard sort of box um so yeah excited for it yeah yeah it's gonna be super cool anyway let's uh let's have a look at this week's news So, Jay Cross, we didn't get around to talking about this last week. So this is, is, I guess, it's old news in in that sense because it's been around for a week. Well, it's been around for longer than that because you guys announced this stuff at NAMM, but you've got loads of new pedals in the Fender lineup. Yeah, the um, the Fender, the new range of Fender pedals that were, uh, as you say, shown at NAMM, uh, actually in stock and shipping now, which is really cool, really exciting. So there's six new pedals. Um, and ha- How many were in the, li- the lineup? before so there was um before this there was nine 
So there was the six that were announced at uh, Winternam last year and then three more at Summernam in 2018. And yeah, six more now. So it's um, it's turning into quite a big offering, which is really, it's really cool. It's really exciting, actually. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's, I, I think that we're kind of getting to the point where the Fender pedals are being accepted as, you know, for what they are, as opposed to what Fender pedals have been in recent years, which is, you know, yeah. kind of also rands. Um, but these, yeah, the new the new ones are fantastic. And so la- last week, last, uh, one day last week or the week before, I can't remember where we are now, um, we did it's, some... It's Tuesday last week. Tuesday, no, Wednesday, Wednesday last Wednesday week. Wednesday last week. Wednesday yeah. last week, I went out and uh, went was in London and we were doing some uh, shooting of some um, some demo videos mainly around some new guitars that we've got coming out um but we also had the pedal board with all the all of the new pedals there and basically the the artists who came and were were demoing these guitars we just said look if you want to use any of these feel free um you know don't don't worry too much about it and um yeah people were absolutely loving them i I tell you what the tree the tree verb is the one that was was getting the most uh the most use i think because it's it's the most kind of quintessentially fender you know it's right it's a set of tree verb obviously tremolo and reverb in in a box so you've got three uh three sounds on each so um three reverbs and three trems the trem can be tapped they're soft switches so the trem can be uh can be tap tempo um or you can obviously just control it with the the rate and depth um controls stereo in and out and yeah just it sounded fantastic it sounded really really amazing so i'm i'm really excited about that one really excited for people to kind of get their hands on it and check it out i think that is the one that's really really going to shine through really Uh, yeah 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 and and it's it's it honestly it sounded it sounded amazing. I, I don't say that because it's it's it you know because I, I didn't think it was a good pedal. I, I I meant just because some of the other things you got in this lineup are, are, are absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is, you know, you and I are both very different um, guitar players and, and have very different kind of interests in this side of things. Anyway, I assume you're most interested in like the pinwheel, which is the Leslie emulator. App. Absolutely. Yeah, which sound, which also sounded fantastic. Um, what I haven't had a chance to do yet is uh, hook it up to two amps because it is it is true stereo. So that I'm really really excited to do. Um, but yeah, so basically there's a new uh, tr- uh, Leslie emulator. Uh, so there's three different types of of Leslie um, built in. One of which is the uh, uh, the Vibra tone yes absolutely yeah the vibratone um and the other two so i was i was a little bit um when when this first was announced i i wasn't sure whether we could you know ha- how we how we were going to go down the route of of calling it whether it could be called a leslie emulator but what something that i found that was quite interesting was um it, at the time that the uh vibratone came out which was i don't know when it was in the 70s at some point um Fender was owned by Fender was owned by CBS, and CBS also owned the patent to Leslie at the time. Oh right, yeah. So um, you know, it's all a true kind of Leslie sound, basically. That's what the 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 uh, the vibra is, and it, and yeah, the pinwheel. It sounds amazing. It sounds really really cool. 
So that, the, a- along with the bubbler and the lost highway, which are the chorus and the phaser, um, respectively, they they've each got a really really nice little feature in, which is the uh, they've both got two speeds that you can set and you can switch between them which is what you would expect from a leslie emulator obviously or you know a spinning speaker uh emulator is you've got yeah, that but it's cool that they've brought those over onto the other two as absolutely well. absolutely so the um the thing that's really cool about them so obviously you set them you set the the speed between the two and then you, you can switch between the two but the thing that i really like about them is that you've got um a control on there called sensitivity and what that does is it allows you to set it and then depending on how hard you play, it will switch from one to the other automatically. So you can, for example, you can have it set at the slow set. You can have the uh, the the pinwheel set at the slow setting, but then you have the sensitivity set quite high. And the, when you really, really dig in, it will automatically switch to oh, the that fast. sounds awesome yeah. but you you can also use the foot switch to switch the second foot switch to switch between right absolutely but, yeah but and also, also the second foot switch oh, will act so as a break good. it will also act oh. as a break so if you just want to slow it down completely and then kick it back up so that it slowly brings itself back in yes. and it, oh, it has a ramp control right? so uh, yeah can... which allow so that allows you to control how quickly it will switch between the oh. slow and fast settings that's that's awesome. That's everything you want from a Leslie emulator. Everyone should have one. Yeah, and was, again, um, so that's... Go yeah, I was going to say, it was really impressive. I was actually surprised by how well it worked. Um, yeah, because sometimes, you know, those kind of dynamic-based effects, you know, the harder you play, the, it will change something. Sometimes they just don't really pick yeah. up particularly well. Um, and also, I just want to say that the Bubbler is one of the greatest names for an effects pedal ever. Love it. It's, I, like, <laughs> it's really cute, isn't it? It's it like a yeah. oh, little bub- bubbler chorus. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's, it's great. And Mark, that is high praise coming from uh, the world's uh, most vocal opponent to chorus. I didn't even listen to it. I just listened to the Leslie and the Leslie was wicked. And I was like, I'm not listening to the chorus. Forget about it. But the bubbler is a great name. Right, good. Thanks for your support, mate. Appreciate that. Um, so the uh, Lost Highway Phaser, of, named after... Uh, of course, well, I don't know if it's named after, but named named after the uh, David Lynch movie, of course. Uh, again, has the um, the ability to switch between the two the two speeds, and uh, it's got that that sensitivity control on there as well. This also sounds amazing with um, switching between switching between the two, um, and then MTG Tube Distortion, uh, which I'm going to be honest, I was a little bit worried. Because in my experience, tube-based drives have, I've always seen as maybe a bit of a gimmick. Uh, so wait, this has a tube in it? Yeah. So you have made an effects pedal with a valve? Yes. So it's a microtube. It's a um, a little mini 6205 preamp tube, which is a, like a real, real small microtube. It's, it's, you know, it's like the size of a... Like, a couple of grains of rice, I guess. You know, it's it's really small. It's not like oh. a it's not like a twelve AX seven or something like that. It's a very right, very right. small tube that is um that's you know in the circuit. So it's not something that you can clip out and clip in again or anything like that. So it's I it's see. a it's an old like it's a NOS tube. Um, uh, I don't know where it came from, but it's it's something that they've they've had for a while and they wanted to 
build into something and yes yeah, it's, it's gone into this mtg tube distortion and um it sounds sounds great sounds really really good um you've also got a boost function in there it's um it, you can... oh so it's another dual pedal one yeah absolutely well they're all they're all uh they're all everything's dual, pedals. dual pedal yeah absolutely so you know keeping with that th- this whole range are kind of um you know a similar sort of aesthetic the the major difference between these and uh some of the older pedals that we did are there's no battery uh case in these you don't have that magnetic battery simply because um you know time-based effects they're just your battery's juice your battery's just going to run out so they yeah they don't come with a battery um but they um they're not some of them actually a couple of them are super super juicy um i think it's the tree verb is 300 milliamp or 380 milliamp um and i think the pinwheel was the same i'm just trying to see no i can't remember i can't remember but it's um they're both a couple of them are very very juicy right um and also we've uh there's a bass pedal so well, this is the weirdest one it's not just a bass pedal this is a completely different chassis for Fender and everything. Yes, so it's um, the the first like fully kind of fly rig style pedal. So um, the Downtown Express, which is our kind of um, bass tone shaping pedal, I guess is the right. way you would uh, describe it. So it's got um, a load of features that you would want from. Uh, this kind of like bass preamp. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a fly rig for bass players. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got the ability to um, direct out from it. Um, you've got a mute button. You've got a, uh, a, a three-band EQ. You've got a drive and you've got a compressor. Um, designed in partnership with Alex Aguilar. So you've got a bit of that. Oh, kind- that's mad. That's yeah. totally awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've got that kind of... I mean, that of- seems mad. Why wouldn't he just release it himself? So this is the, <laughs> this is actually the this is actually the second um, pedal that he has uh, been involved with. The first was the Santa Ana, so, right. which was from the, oh, fir- the first range of pedals. Actually, that's something that I kind of glossed over as well. The MTG was designed in conjunction with Bruce Egnator. So ah. yeah, I think I think one of the things they've just been trying to do is is just um, really a- appeal to people who maybe would have not paid attention to the pedals before, or just thought, oh, yes, yeah, you know, just Fender, just you know, catching up with the crowd. But th- they really are a-, a-, a huge. It's a huge step forward from everything else that um, Fender had done in in prior years, and it's yeah. it's really a-, a really really cool lineup now. Um, I'm really, yeah, it's, I'm really excited about it. It's, 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 it's the first time that I've kind of had to try and talk about stuff that I have like a real vested interest in without trying to sound disingenuous. And I do, I try not to sound disingenuous is something that I struggle with because I always am very sarcastic. So I, <laughs> I'm trying to toe the line here, but they honestly, that they're, they're wicked. They're really, really good. The with the Downtown Express, the thing that I think really sets it apart is you can. There's a little switch in there which allows you to change where the di comes out from so it can be pre-eq it can be um after the eq and the effects or it can just be after the effects so you've got um you know if you want to have um like one sound go if you don't want your eq coming through the front of house you know you just need say you just need a little bit more uh a little bit more mids on the 
on the stage, but obviously what you want people to hear out there is like absolutely no mids. That classic yeah. bass sound of cutting all the mids <laughs> out, you know. <laughs> Uh, if you only want it to sound good to you on the stage, you can do it. You can make that be the case, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, a great range of pedals. And it's it's really exciting to be a part of it, honestly. I'm uh, I'm I'm really keen to hear what people think about them moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm super excited. I, I love that there's a Leslie, uh, you know, simulator, obviously. I keep going on about that. But um, I think this is a great expansion to what was a cool core line of pedals. And I do kind of think that they've... Um, that they've proven themselves and held their own. And I don't think we'd give them as much airtime if we didn't genuinely think that they were, well, I certainly wouldn't if, if I didn't, you know, genuinely think that they were great uh, products. Yeah. You know, and I think things like, we, you know, we spoke about it a bit last week, but things, uh, did we? I think we did. Uh, yeah, about the, the pelt fuzz. Yeah, we did, about the pelt fuzz becoming like a real, um, a really well-respected, great-sounding fuzz. And if Fender continue to keep the prices so reasonable um and you know the chassis so like they're so well built and good looking with a cool color range and and now they're expanding them to include all these effects that you know people people are into like you know the the triverb is is the sort of thing that you know that there's you know there are strymon versions of that sort of thing and you know people are buying those sorts of effects at the moment so um it will be cool to see how these how these go down, but I think they're going to be wicked. Yep, I agree. So Mark, Mark's back in the room after getting bored of hearing me talk about pedals for a while. Hello. <laughs> Once uh, again, yes. if you're if you're a Virgin Media engineer and you're listening to this, <laughs> why is it after my internet is mega all day? I'm able to do video calls. I'm able to watch movies, get mega fast download, and then seven o'clock. What Suddenly. are you doing watching movies during the during the work? Day? Yeah, what are you yeah, on my lunch break, you? mate? So, oh my god! So, um, so yeah, um, and then suddenly at seven o'clock, I'm unable to speak without it sounding like I've chiseled through a potato. Well, and I'm using that as a broadcasting absolutely device. Wonderful, going straight after Matthew Knight's mantle as the least internet person on the Guitar Nerds host team. Yes, I, I love the, the internet. Matt, the thing is, Matt hates the internet. Yes. I love the internet. <laughs> Matt, I just... Matt hates computers. He still carries around a pen and paper. Yeah, that is true. His little What's notebook. wrong with a pen and paper? <laughs> I'm, yeah, all so about, I'm all about the, bo- the boutique. I'll, um, I'll I, tell I you what's... Use, I actually use a, a tablet and a chisel. That's, uh, I'll tell you that's what what's, uh, what's wrong with a pen and paper, Jay Cross. It's the amount of time um, that I spend in, um, in Nectar 3 Elements, which is an editing suite, after we record podcasts, trying to edit out the sound of you dropping your pen. Um, about about 20 times an episode but i like to sp- i like to spin my pen i don't know what to tell you yeah yeah i i, I absolutely know anyway there's another one for um, you yeah thank you thank you for that thank you i've got quite good at it anyway mark uh mark packham tell me um tell me about dan electro dan electro were on last week's um podcast with with their cool new guitars which dan grace got very excited about but tell me about what they've released this week yeah, believe it or not, I actually listened to the podcast, and um, I believe the chap uh, in the Dan Electro uh, pedal videos, which uh, I'm about to talk about, is using one of those new guitars that you were talking about, the one with the P90 in the neck. They're like a, what, 59 XT or something, I think they're called? Yeah. Um, with a yeah, P90 in the neck, and uh, yeah, it looked super, super cool, and it was good to hear Dan being enthusiastic about them. God, so I, st- to- I still have a lot of time for this brand. I really, They're still super vibey. 
Well, yeah, talk about Vibe. So again, two new pedals from this kind of range that they're doing, which are sort of distressed relic yeah. pedals, if you will. They started so, teasing these, didn't they, some time ago? Did I they? I, I didn't Yeah, I, didn't I think that. I brought them up in the, in the news. I think maybe just before or just after NAM, they started to sort of tease pictures. Because they had a tagline. It was a terrible tagline, but it was a... It was like a, it was something like once lost, now found. Damn right. Oh that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah, this? Yeah. 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 Well, so um, they, well, they finally released these pedals anyway. So two pedals, the Eisenhower Fuzz and the Breakdown. Um, so they are, yeah, two fuzzes. The, the, the Eisenhower, both based on kind of a classic 60s fuzz. Um, right. The Eisenhower being uh, adding some kind of modern features. So you've got four controls, uh, volume, fuzz, treble, and bass. Um, and then you also get a flat uh, slash sculpt mini toggle on there as well. So that's basically um, taking out the mids. Uh, so the right. flat sculpt toggle switch adds bass and cuts mids for awesome in-your-face tone. I am so more than 100% into the look of these pedals and the sort of brassness of the foot switch as well. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it all looks pretty robust. You know, we obviously from Dan Electro, we've seen a whole range of kind of build styles from the old food series, which were pretty. Um, well, actually, they were kind of in in between, I guess. They were kind of plastic, but they had some metal elements, and then obviously they did the Fab series, which were all plastic. But they've Everyone also done things like the. Well, yeah, they've also done things like the Daddy Owar, which was the uh, the war in the kind of metal Cadillac box. So, like, shaped like a Cadillac car in a kind of metal housing that was very, very robust indeed. Um, and these look to be somewhere in the middle, actually, more on the kind of robust side. So Funny, so the funny ice- that they're going for this after they launched Billionaire kind of as the effects pedal arm of Dan Electro. Yeah. Weird yeah, yeah. You know. uh, yeah, I don't really understand why they're doing this. I guess this kind of like old series they they want to put as you know Dan Electro front and center, and then the other one of their yeah the billionaire series. Um, so yeah, how fuzz. So as well as being a fuzz, it's also got that kind of um, octave up um, and that kind of real, kind of harmonic fuzz. So I get you know think kind of Hendrixy, I guess. Um, the breakdown veers much more towards uh, another famous Dan Electro artist, actually. Um, I love everything about this pedal. Yeah, so this seems to be invoking the kind of uh, Jimmy Page uh, late 60s fuzz. Um, Just two controls on this one, volume and breakup, which for a pedal called the Breakdown, I found uh, pretty cool. It seems... (laughs) So uh, it's basically got... The way that Dan Electro described it is the breakdown has a six-position selector which attenuates the input to the pedal. Positions one, two, three offer leave-it-on-all-the-time tones, while positions four through six hit the input of your amp increasingly hard, resulting in breakup happening at the amp input stage. So basically, one to three are going to be usable sounds and four to six are going to be ridiculous over-the-top fuzz. Um, yeah, there's... Um, I, like, I like the... I like the bit at the end of this uh, press release which says, "Caution: Do not you do not listen to this pedal unless you want it to be your life companion." That's a pretty bold claim. <laughs> that pretty is wow. That claim. is serious. That's, uh, I like it. I think it's great. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. So pricing: um, 149 dollars for each. Um, at sorry, it's, yeah, street pricing: 149 dollars for each. I want to. I want to hear these uh, in the real life because on the videos they sound really good, but fuzz is one of those things where you know it's so hard to tell what compression's been added to the video, etc. Um, you never know exactly what a fuzz is going to sound like until you've got it in your hands. 
So super cool. Um, anyway, that uh, that is it uh, for us here on the regular episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. But we'll be continuing over on our Patreon episode of the podcast, where for as little as $1 a month, you can support the podcast. $1 a month gets you the regular episode ad-free and early. $5 a month gets you the Patreon episode and the Hall of Fame episode, plus loads of other bonus stuff that we do from time to time. And 10 dollars a month makes you an executive producer and gets your name read out in one breath by me by <clears> whom <throat> yes by me oh you yeah absolutely yeah uh, quite quite the case so uh so yeah uh, i'm gonna read them out uh do we, do we still have mark packham is he with us hey, i'm still here i'm still here but jay should oh, do the wonderful. backing track just in case i drop out no, no, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. Both of you, uh, both of you, are you ready? I'll leave this one to you, Jay. <laughs> okay. Right. John Anglin, Adam Royce, Chris, Jake Cutmore, Robert Cousins, Rob Cruz, Scott Hamilton, Tucker Abaddon, Ernie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate Nagel, Stephen Edge, Rob Grant, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Emery James Baker, Juan Currier, Aaron Sherman, Blake Wyland, Andrew Goody, Debbie Kemp, Jake Gray, Matt Bellamy, Martin Cliff, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Lawson, and Sams, Robert Smith, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Rob Nordwick, Duncan Watson, Ed Bailey, Steve Marco, DJ Mark Cross, Michael McRae, Carlos Mancher, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Brett Holmes, Scott O'Brien, Laurie Anstis, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, Moon Gravit, Phil Thompson, Adrian Day, Ken Sayers, Matthew King, Stuart Tate, Scott Kane, Sean Arbo, Christopher Walsman, Capitan. <sighs> you only just made that. No, I had some. I had some left. I'm trying to slow it down so I really give some articulation to uh, to every of the all of the executive backers. Make sure they're really feeling the benefit of those <laughs> ten ten dollars uh, a month um, that they're spending on me reading their names. I mean, that is out. what they That is the only reason that they're paying for it. Is well, I'm to gonna. I'm you. gonna. I'm going to introduce some additional perks, um, uh, but uh, but actually, I'm, I'm going on a skiing holiday next week, so I have to do it when I uh, when Is I. Is that get where back. you're going? You're going skiing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Uh, my my sister is a skiing instructor on a ski resort in uh, Switzerland, so I'm going to see her at the skiing resort. I am not skiing, although could I convince uh, my holiday insurers that I was going to a ski resort and not skiing? No, I could not. <laughs> uh, I hate you skiing. Ever, you ever been? <laughs> You've been skiing. Ski? I I don't think so. No. Sorry. No. I'm... You, sorry. I don't. How did you answer that question? I don't think so. I said, "Have you ever been well, skiing?" What did you think well, I said? I, well, no. I think I have. I I think you know. I've maybe done some of those artificial ski s- slopes in like Milton Keynes or something once. Right. But like, okay. When I was much younger, you know, and drunk. But many uh, yeah, moons so, ago. So I don't recall it. But um, but yes, you know, I believe I have at one point. But it's not like I would do a skiing holiday. I'm not a skier. I'm not like that. I'm just going to see my sister for a bit. Like that's all. I'd, I mean, I'd go skiing if I was you. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, definitely not going to do that. She's a skiing instructor, and her boyfriend's a snowboard instructor, and they're like, you know, they're like, uh, like a super couple. You know, they're a bit like, hi, welcome to the ski resort. How's it going? And I'm sort of like, you know, the, the inferior brother who is just, just likes guitars and stuff. 
Yeah. So it's, it's going to be fun. Horrible. Do, do either of them have a dodgy moustache? No, neither of them yeah. have a dodgy moustache. They all have like really sort of luscious hair, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, sort of the, the sort of people that have tans, even though they live on a ski resort, you know, it's that sort it's of thing. It's sunny up there. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're they, above, they, most of the time you're above the cloud line. Mm, yeah. All, yeah, all exactly. I'm wondering is how much would our patrons pay to see a video of you attempting to ski? <laughs> well, I am going to go tobogganing. I am going to do a little bit of tobogganing that? whilst I'm there. Oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah. I think you should. Um, I think you should read out the Patreon names whilst tobogganing. Oh, that's a great idea. I might well try and do that. I'm going to take. I'm going to take a, a little, a little one of those little Shure mics for my phone, so that I can, if I happen across any guitar stores on a ski resort. How much as a one-off payment? Do people need to pay to have their name uh, tattooed on you? Oh, that's a good point. Oh, not a lot. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's probably name dependent. Um, you know, whoever what, put what, so, whoever someone... put their name on the Patreon down as Matt Bellamy, I'm probably not going to get that done. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that was Matt Han- Bellamy, wasn't it? If Hans Ams wants to get in touch and he wants his name tattooed on me, you know, I, you I'm a fiver. I 100 quid? 50 quid? 50 100, quid? 100, come on, mate. You're not worth that much. I've got to cover the cost of the tattoo. Nah. This is getting too dangerous. We should wrap this up. <laughs> yes, that is it for us uh, this week. We'll uh, be continuing over on the Patreon episode. We'll see you next week. Farewell. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.